Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 213. And the wait. Wait. Go. Wait, you get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dog. I'm a more breaker. Strict plan, it's a boy. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. This week in a shot of wrestling, Heyman takes a hike. What's in store for all? Will Karrion Cross be the next NXT champion? An interview with Sawyer Wreck and more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 213 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, as always, at Michael J. Putty, joined by the lovely and pleasant Hollywood Mark Schwann. Mark, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Great. You are a good actor. <laughs> Joining I, know us, when to, I know when to turn it on. What can I say? Joining us tonight, a very special guest, a, ga- a guy you've heard way back, two, almost two years ago, when we went on the Boardwalk Beatdown. Good friend of the show, Derek, from Wrestling IQ 101. Derek, welcome back. Hey, man. I'm glad to be back, man. Hey. Every time I'm with you guys, is a party, bro. Yeah, right. That's how we do. Party it up. <laughs> For sure. How you feeling? How you doing? How's Jersey doing? I'm feeling great, man, but, you know, everybody's still at home, which uh, nobody knows what's really going on. Places are still closed. But, you know, we're just like everybody else out here, man. We're just surviving. Are you guys, you're in phase two now, right? Phase two opening? Phase two out of five. Five? <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah, we got Wait, a five. We got five, a five yeah, we got a five-step program going on over here in Jersey. So we're on we're on step two out of five right now. Uh, do you know what gyms, what phase those are in? Like, what's the state of independent wrestling in New Jersey? Do you know yet? Gyms or gyms are not open, but I know we just we just started with the um we started with barbershops. Oh, did you um, right there? Tattoo parlors. Really? Massage yeah, massage parlors, stuff like that. So you know, so you know, get a happy ending while you're suffering. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you could always use one of those. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that that that's where we're at now. We haven't gotten to, to that part yet. Good. Actually, I, speaking of phases, I'm actually really excited, uh, because Long Island is in phase two. And yeah. so I'm going to drive out there and get my hair cut. Oh, oh, nice. Nice, really? nice. So you're going to take, so your, you take your Yonkers germs to Long Island. Yeah. John, are you guys still in phase one? I'm, a, I'm in phase one, yeah. But I've been quarantined. I've been doing my thing. I'm just going to go back home for, for a day mm-hmm. and take care of myself, man. Because, you know, the Schwann and only can't look like this. Yeah. Okay. Face for, <laughs> face for radio. It's been two years since you've been on the show. Let's uh, so let's reacquaint you with our listeners by segment we call "Getting to Know You," getting to know all about you. Got you three random questions. Try to get to know you more on a wrestling level, personal level. So, question one: um, What's your favorite wrestling match of all time? Favorite yeah. wrestling match of all time? Why? Uh, SummerSlam '98, The Rock vs. Triple H ladder match. Ladder match. match for the oh. title. I remember that one. Remember my favorite, favorite match of all time. I love that match. I think it's just great. I we talked Triple about H. that match recently, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's a great match. I love, uh, I love Triple H. I love The Rock. I think you know both charismatic, both guys who put their all into it for sure. Triple H is actually like my top two wrestlers of all time. I love Triple H. Yeah, man. man. He's definitely. So up I think that 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 was just a great match, and that was like a coming out for just the both of them. You know, it was it was amazing. That's what we talked about. That was pretty much a launching point that catapulted them into the main event picture as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, great chemistry together too. It's great, fun to watch. 
Yeah, and you guys, you know, special appearance by China. She helped, yeah. you know, decide that match. So, you know, I love that as oh, well. Oh, MSG too, I believe, right? Yep. How would it help? Yep. Yeah, that was, that was MSG. Yep. Mark, you got a question for our guest tonight? What is your favorite finisher of all time? <sighs> favorite finisher, Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> but anyone specifically or each uh, Just the move in general. I just, I just like That's it. Cool I, think kind of, I think I'm kind of biased because um, my family's from Canada, so... Like, okay. oh, this, this is something cool for us, you know, Canadian destroyer. But no, I think the move is just great in general. This is a sick move. When I first saw it, I was like, "Holy shit!" I think it was yeah, over blazers. here. We call it the Sane Destroyer because it's done by Eric Jaden. He calls it that. Eric, yeah. I like that. I'll, t- I'll, I'll take that. I like that. So, next question, um, last question: If you could make it your own faction, three other superstars, who would they be, and what would it be called? Oh man, three other superstars. Yeah, it could be any time. It could be all generations. I'll generate. I think fantasy. it's like it's it, about fantasy football earlier. Yeah, we were talking about fantasy football earlier. Ah, that's a tough one. Um, all right, so I'm I'm a huge um, NWO fan. Um, okay. Like I'm NWO like for life. Like seriously, I have a uh, I have a T-shirt signed by Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash in my oh, basement shit. right now. Damn. Wow. Yeah. That's, cool. that's, how, that's how that's how much I, I love those guys. But that'd be framed. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. framed. It's, it is framed. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> it's awesome. But um, did you get it signed see. yourself, or did you buy it signed? No, I I bought Hulk Hogan was already signed. I bought, okay. but Nash and Hall I got personally signed. That's awesome. Myself, that's dope. That's yeah. Awesome. So, did they see that Hulk signed? They're like, oh, we got signed. It's Hulk signed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So let's see. Um, three other guys. I'll take um, my favorite wrestler right now is AJ Styles. So I'll take AJ Styles. Um, if I'm thinking about the future. I love Austin Theory, so I'll take Austin Theory. I had him okay. in there. Great pairing. So, and you had uh, one more other person. You need somebody that's old. We're like the new evolution, evolution mm-hmm. here, so I'm going to take Triple H. He's going to be the guy that's going to wow. mentor all of us. So I think that's a good group right there, man. I'll take it. The, the name, I, I, just, I don't know. We, we'll give you time. We'll give you time for the name. You can think on the name. Yeah, okay. There we go. I like, I like that. It's funny. You pick Triple H as the old guy, so he's the Ric Flair of evolution now. Like, you yeah, figure he's out the Ric Flair. People yeah, evolve. yeah. There we go. Yeah. Bonus special fourth question. Living in New Jersey, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. How excited are you for the upcoming season? If there's an upcoming season, there is oh. an upcoming season. That's happening. No, there's going to be a season. Stay positive, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about positive. Jay Putty. You know who you're talking about. Stay positive. I'm a Dolphins Stay fan, positive. so don't tell me what to be positive. I'm used to being in the Stay Dolphins. Stay positive. Hey, man, I'm a, I'm a Bucks fan. What you think? We just <laughs> this just happened out of nowhere. We just got lucky this year. Wow. And, you know, every year. But you guys have the you guys have all the tools there too. I mean, you have Chris Godwin, you have Mike Evans, yeah, of course, Gronkowski, yeah, like, OJ Howard, Devin White, yeah, yeah. We got a lot. Of, we got a lot of good guys. You know, I, I've always said every year, of course, being a delusional fan, I say, hey, yeah, this is our year, of course. But you know, I always felt we had a problem at at quarterback. I love I loved Jameis when he was here, but you know, he just made too many mistakes. So you know, this yeah, uh, this year, I think we can actually do something with a quarterback that's going to limit his mistakes. So I'm very excited, and I think I, I, we at least got to make the playoffs. I think we got to make the playoffs for sure. I think barring injury, yeah, you guys are going to be a shoe-in for the playoffs. But it's going to be interesting to see. I, I'm going to be excited to watch. I'm going to be paying close attention to what happens there in the NFC South uh, because yeah. I think it's going to be it's, – it's always been an exciting division. Yeah. But uh, especially now you add in Tom Brady, it's, you're going to see a lot of, a lot of great matchups there. Yeah, man. I hope so. I hope we uh, 
hope we go beyond my expectations. Gronkowski was just icing on the cake. I didn't even expect Gronkowski. So. I don't think anybody did. That came out of nowhere. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily have big expectations for Gronk. I mean, you have the guy that's like two years removed, the wrong side of 30, injury problems, and a, t- a coach that doesn't like to use his tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't necessarily see a big year for Gronk. But, you know, with all the other factors in there, it's going to be a good year for the Bucks. It should be at least. And I'm personally excited about because I'm a Jets fan, and I don't have to see Tom Brady yeah. ever again. So, Seriously. good riddance. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that was good. It was good for you guys. Good riddance. Good for the Dolphins, too. It's yeah, good right, for you, yeah. Mike, too. <laughs> See the Jets swandering in fourth place. I got I get the battle from maybe first or second. I'm good to go. I'm excited. <laughs> what planet are you on? Jesus. <laughs> this is a whole new putty for me. Oh, man. Now, do you think Gronk's upset loss to R-Truth will affect his confidence on the field? No. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm like, wait, what? 100%. No. 100%. <laughs> not at all. That's a whole other world. He's like, what? I'm pretty sure he's not even thinking about that right now. <laughs> Because I was in WWE. What? Yeah. What did that? I signed a contract. Yeah, right? What happened? I was hey, drunk. <laughs> yeah, seriously, right? Seriously. I fell off a two-story balcony. What? Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> anyway, on that note, let's get into some news. You guys ready? Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I have a question. Derek, this, this is the first time me and you were talking, especially on the air here. Uh, I heard a rumor mm-hmm. that you had uh, – well, a, a kissing session here with uh, Victoria. Is this is this true? <laughs> yes, this this is um, everyone's dream. Everyone's dream, I guess you could say. You know, do you actually actually have a uh, a WWE F slash you know diva actually give you a kiss? So it was um actually well in Atlantic City at Boardwalk Beatdown. You know, we were we we're actually doing a live uh, Instagram live Instagram with. Uh, a shot of wrestling, me and my boy Andrew. And, um, you know, we were talking about everybody was there, so the headliners for the event were Sting and Goldberg. And um, when we brought that up to Victoria, Victoria, you know, she, she made a comment like, oh, you know, Goldberg is a crush of mine. And then, you know, me just being, you know, the charming guy that I am, I was like, oh, you know, that's so amazing. You know, like, you used to be a crush for me when you used to wrestle. So, you know, she was like, oh, that's so sweet. And she says, give me a kiss on the cheek. And then, you know, I lean in for a kiss on the cheek, and she literally turns and kisses me right on the lips. No way. <laughs> yeah, right on the live. Lucky, so, you know. Son of a bitch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, my God. Okay, well, was hating, but, you know, she was hating. Was she a good kisser? Yeah, oh, no, of course. Victoria, bro. What you <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask. I had to ask. No, it was great. I love Victoria. I talked to her the day after, too, at the convention. Her table was you know, ironically right next to ours and, you know, it was uh it was great. She's a pretty she's a great girl and, you know, she was she was just awesome that whole weekend. She took a picture with our shirt on for the podcast. I remember that, yeah. And everything. So, you know, she she was amazing that whole weekend. She was awesome. She choked That's out so Green good. Man. That was great. I think I have a picture of that somewhere. She's an awesome woman. Yeah, yeah. I, I still have a picture of it. Don't worry. Why haven't I seen that pic? <laughs> oh I'm sending it out to you guys. <laughs> that's that's got to be the flyer for this episode. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, all right. Nice little walk down wow. memory lane, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was I, first, that was that first, I first met Derek, and he's making out with Victoria. I knew it. this guy's cool. Yeah. This guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if that's the first time meeting someone like, dude, I want to hang out with that dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't want to hear the other stories that from that whole weekend that we had, but you know, it got a little crazy hanging oh, out. Yeah, with, I don't, I don't even know if we have. Time. <laughs> I don't know if we have time, but I want to hear about this off the air for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure, <laughs> definitely. So let's get into some news while we hear the stories off air. 
It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. I've got some news breaking this past couple days. Paul Heyman was removed as executive director of Raw after almost a year on the job. He will be replaced by Bruce Pritchard. WWE released a statement saying, and I quote, in an effort to streamline our creative writing processes. For TV, we have consolidated both teams for Raw and SmackDown into one group led by Bruce Pritchard. Paul Heyman will concentrate on his role as an in-ring performer. Sports Illustrated notes that there is no specific incident that led to McMahon deciding to fire Paul Heyman, but they have differences in philosophy that was magnified by the two working together so closely. So that's pretty interesting. Now, what do you guys feel the future of Raw is going to be without Paul Heyman? I uh, personally... I mean, how many times have we seen a changeover in creative directions before with Raw or SmackDown? We've seen so many times when the lead writer has been changing over and over and over again. And even we're seeing the same as SmackDown. I mean, you, you look at LinkedIn right now. They're hiring the lead writer for SmackDown. Uh, so like, I don't necessarily know, man. Yeah, will it change somewhat? Will it be glaringly obvious? No. It never has been. Because it's, ultimately, it has to go through Vince McMahon. It's what Vince McMahon wants. And he hasn't changed what he wants uh, totally in a long, long time. You know, so it's just going to be same old, same old, same old. Just another person replacing that, uh, replacing the last guy, trying to make Vince happy and failing. Yeah, no, I um, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, I think just um, I think with Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman, a little bit of the difference was he he kind of you know pushes it to the edge a little bit, and he yeah. he does things that that are right for as far as us as wrestling fans. You know, you know Apollo Cruz is United States champion. We all know how great Apollo Cruz is. But, you know, if would he have had that opportunity if Paul Heyman wasn't in place? Probably not. You know, so there's things like little things like that that he does. And I'm pretty sure, you know, that those guys in those positions, like Apollo Crews is probably scared. Yeah. You know what's going to happen now. And I think Bruce Pritchard is he he more he understands Vince and he's more I don't want to call him a yes man because I have more respect for him than that. But I feel like he is more to be lenient for Vince McMahon saying we should do this than Paul Heyman would be. So well, I Paul think, Heyman, you know, I think, is more so of, a, of an alpha. He's an alpha yeah. personality, just like Mr. Bannon. When you put two alphas That's in the same room together, uh, someone's yeah. going to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. And, and it doesn't help that, you know, XFL went bankrupt. So, you know, Vince has nothing but WWE time right now. He doesn't have <laughs> right. to focus on anything else right now. But Paul Heyman and, you know, Raw, the, you know, the A-show and – you know, the thing with this, too, is that, you know, a lot of the, the ratings for Raw were, were down, you know. Yeah. And right now, for everybody to be home during quarantine, like, there shouldn't be any reason that your show is down. So I'm pretty sure Vince looked at that, too, and was like, hey, our show is down. This is quarantine. Everybody's home. Like, what are you doing, man? So I'm pretty sure that was 100%. Fine. I mean, like, you know, Paul Heyman, I love Paul Heyman, but, you know, there's some things that he was doing that was fine. And there are other things that were doing that was, like, questionable. Is it Paul Heyman's fault? I don't necessarily know if it is 100% his fault. Is it Vince's fault? 100% yes, because no matter what, all these ideas go through Vince McMahon. I don't necessarily know what Vince McMahon said yes to or no to or uh, what, what was his genuine idea or not. But, you know, seeing week after week after week of seeing, like, you know, street, uh, the Street Profits and uh, the Viking Raiders doing these stupid contests together is lame. Yeah. And then you, you have, like, the, um, the lo- faction those, with – I'm loving those things. Of course you would, buddy. You know, the, you know what's the funny thing? Vince McMahon likes those things too. He he loves those guys. And, They're and he likes those guys. And there we go. <laughs> you just answered my question. You just answered my question right there. And and then on top of that, you know, you you have a, a faction, a formidable faction there. You had Andrade, you had uh, Garza, and mm-hmm. you had uh, 
um, I'm sorry, Austin Theory with Zelina Vega. It looked like a surefire group of young, hungry guys, like someone that could talk with Zelina Vega. These people can go. You had them in the beginning of Raw, middle of Raw, end of Raw, and for what? For him to lose every single week. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you just missed major opportunities here, man. Like, I feel like they get them dropping the ball. And on top of that, you're getting the same old, same old every week. Andrade also with uh, Paul Heyman guy. Right. So, um, awesome. Sports Illustrated go, went, went on further to say pretty much what you just said, Derek. Pritchard was able to present ideas to Vince McMahon better than anyone else. Paul Heyman may have ideas of what fans want to see, but Pritchard knew what Vince wants to hear. So that's also a big reason why he has a job now. But, yeah. you know, here, Paul Heyman will now be focusing on his on-screen character alongside Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's done. We don't, we're going to see Brock Lesnar for a while. So do you think we'll see <laughs> Paul Heyman get... Somebody else? We'll see another Paul Heyman guy, or is Paul Heyman basically... No, I, I I think we're going to see Brock Lesnar come back at SummerSlam. Really? That quick? Absolutely. Yeah. Ratings are down. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What, no. happens, what happens when ratings are down? You go to Undertaker, you go to Brock Lesnar, you, you go to someone else. That's what happens. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And, I mean, SummerSlam was, what, you know, second, third biggest pay-per-view, technically, behind yeah. WrestleMania. So it's like, you know, you need your big names there for sure. That... I think we can guarantee Brock will be there for WrestleMania. Brock will be there for SummerSlam. Those are the two shows that we know guaranteed per year that he'll be at. But for Paul Heyman and, you know, and all of this, he's working on his in-ring characters. Like, what, you're making, what, 10, 10 appearances a year? It's like, what, what do you mean you're working on your in-ring character? There's not much. That was just a nice way of saying, hey, we let him go from his duties. Yeah, let's be real, really though. Is, is Paul Heyman crying about this? Paul Heyman never really wanted to be a writer for he WWE. He didn't need it. He knows the frustrations dealing with the base. I think he, he, liked, he liked his backstage role of mentoring and giving advice and talking to these young guys, which now like helping people. Which is now that, what they're it, scared of, that they're afraid he won't be there every week to help these guys out anymore. Well, he, he'll still be there as a talent. And, and then on top of that, you know, he's got Heyman Hustle, his own thing, which he loves doing. So he doesn't necessarily need to be in a spot of being a talent every week or being a writer. Uh, it seems like Paul Heyman is perfectly fine. Like, yeah, you don't want me to write anymore? Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think he, I think he's definitely he, – he's fine on a personal level. I think just him as, um, you know, being a, a voice in wrestling and being someone as sort of a mentor, he that that's what hurts him more. You know what I mean? He, give, he gave a lot of these guys opportunities, and he, he looks at talent – you know, on a different scale than what Vince McMahon will look at talent as. You know, for Vince, we all know he has his mold of what he thinks a superstar is. And Heyman, he sees those guys that, you know, necessarily it's not just a look. Like, you know, uh, you know, like like we just said, you know, I said earlier, I said Apollo Crews being a U.S. champion, I yeah. probably wouldn't have happened under Vince McMahon. No, so, you know, I, I think that's more, I think he, he's more hurt because he probably feels like, now he's letting those guys down, and now this is going to turn their career as well for him losing his position. Well said. You know, the news, last week we talked about all the protests and movements going on. Well, Stephanie Goodman chimed in during an interview with the female quotient saying, and I quote, well, you know, it's not enough just, just to put out a statement and say you're going to do something. We've actually been doing a number of things across multiple sectors. We're also looking to partner with a few different organizations to really make sure that we're able to amplify and use our platforms in the best way possible. Because it's not enough to say, oh, yeah, I take a stand. You have to prove it. That's something I believe in wholeheartedly. Now, last week you talked about it. But when they released their statement, I think it was either you or Eric Mark that said, is it enough just to say something? They got to do something now as well. And here they are. They're actually trying to do something. I'm hope, hoping now more companies follow suit. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah, we, I, it was me actually that said that. And, uh, you know, you guys did follow suit uh, agreeing with that. 
And it seems like Stephanie McMahon, I mean, yeah, she's a leader in there. And apparently, uh, from my understanding, after um, with NXT TakeOver, with what happened, Triple H had a very passionate speak in the, uh, speech in the back with the talent, yeah. talking about it, talking about what's going on with George Floyd and the protests and Black Lives Matter. And uh, apparently, he got very emotional talking about it and talking about what action WWE is going to be taking here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, um, I think it's good. I mean, you know, for me, you know, being a fan and obviously being an African American fan of wrestling, you know, there's a lot of things that I always see that happen in wrestling that I always feel kind of like it just brushed under the rug when it comes to race issues. Um, you know, when we talk about things like Hulk Hogan and we talk yeah. about things like Tessa Blanchard and stuff like that and, you know, a whole bunch of other issues. Those are just, you know, minor ones just thinking off the top of my head. But, you know, for me as a, uh African-American fan, it's just, you know, I, I'm kind of happy that, you know, the sport that I love is actually deciding to care about my people. That's that that means a lot to me. You know what I mean? And I, I'm I'm happy that they they've all got on board for whatever reasons you want to say. It doesn't matter to me. You know, but I'm happy that, you know, a sport that I love actually has gotten on board and decided, hey, you know, we we care about this particular fan that may not be our majority fan, but, you know, they have real life problems and we care about those issues that are affecting them on a daily basis. Yeah. Good to see them doing something. In other news, WWE reportedly had plans to do a Queen of the Ring event this year, but plans were nixed due to the coronavirus. The plans were originally floated last year back in 2019 as a follow-up to evolution now there's no words if there are plans to hold another all women's event once things get back to normal but we'll keep you updated do you guys want to see a queen of the ring and if so who do you think should win it so i've been calling for this for a while now have i not putty I- i've been saying for a while i would love to see a queen of the ring uh or when i see a king of the ring this uh, the pay-per-view come back but yeah, specifically okay. a queen of the ring i think will be awesome uh it'll be fresh it'll be something that we haven't really seen in a professional wrestling with a, with a women in a tournament like this, um, you know, in a way, I think it would be a great way to have. Let's, so like, we don't have like a mid card title for women in in uh, WWE. I, I think this would be a great like, like replacement for a mid card title, and for someone to win, who I think would be a great person to win it right now, uh, would be someone like Liv Morgan. Mm, okay, I guess I would I would love to like I would see the storyline play out. I would see Charlotte Flair. Make it to the finals against Liv Morgan. Charlotte Flair, the queen, right? Yeah. That's what, what she calls herself. And how many times do we see Liv Morgan lose to Charlotte Flair for her to get better and better and better? And to see Liv Morgan beat the queen in the finals to become the queen of the ring, that's storytelling right there. <laughs> you love storytelling, yeah. I do. Derek? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think, of course, I think this is, this is awesome. It's just another... Um, progressive step in wrestling for uh females yeah. especially um you know i think that that would be that would be great because you know nowadays let's be serious uh there's a lot of great women talent and they have been putting on a lot of great matches some that have been even better than the men and they've been even you know main event in these shows as well yeah um so i think i think it's a it's a great move and it's a it's a no-brainer for you know the way WWE is going for sure in the sport of wrestling in general. But um, I don't know. I see somebody winning. Um, I, I would like, you know, like a Shayna Baszler. You know, she mm. kind of had like her her okay. her moment. I think this, this is kind of like a redemption for her. I think for her, um, you know, a lot of people see her as, as a legit like threat. Like you, 
you see Shayna Baszler and you think you see her as as a legit badass. You're like, I think she can beat anybody on the roster. And but for her, I don't know. I feel like she kind of lost her 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 buzz when she was uh you know heading up against Becky Lynch heading into WrestleMania. Yeah, and I think right. this is kind of a, another thing to give her that push because you know I think she is the future. Charlotte doesn't need it. Oscar doesn't need it. You know, like those guys. Liv Morgan is a, a great pick. For sure, I think uh, that would be good to help um, refresh her career. But you know, with, with Shayna, I think they already invested in her, so this is another investment in her to take it to the next level. And I think that would be great. My thing with Shayna, though, is uh, you know, Shayna, she she's not like she's young. She's it's not like she's a young rookie. Uh, she's new into the main roster. She's more seasoned uh, than a lot of other people there in our roster right now. I think Shayna Baszler, what her what she brings into the main roster now from NXT, I don't think she's completely lost. I think honestly, I don't think she had a good chemistry there with Becky Lynch. And you know, some even believe that Becky Lynch could have still uh, could have actually been pregnant during the WrestleMania match, which could have affected things as well. Uh, so Shayna Baszler, I, I think, I don't necessarily know if Vince pulling the plug too early on her or what, but there's something still there with Shayna Baszler. Uh, I. I see her more so being a, a champion before this happens, before her winning Queen of the Ring. Oh, that, uh, yeah. yeah. I think that's a possibility. You know, I, I think that's a real possibility. We can't discount that. And, you know, another person I would say that could possibly win this would be Sonya Deville. Yeah, that's oh, a, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's my that's pick. I was going to ask who your pick was, buddy. I just stole it from you. <laughs> no, man, that, I think that's a legit pick, too. Sonya, I think she – that's another person. You talk about refreshing her career. Yeah. Like Sonya Deville, I think, um, you know, that would definitely be big for her. But, you know, thinking about all of this, and it's like I think about, you know, what was that, the the, um, the, the greatest wrestler in the world tournament they did in Saudi Arabia? or Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so now I'm, I'm the, you start to think, like, hey, maybe what, what if they do something stupid and they're like, Stephanie McMahon wins the oh. Queen of the Ring. And it's like, no, I wow. hope they don't do something like that, which they did with Shane McMahon. He was the quote-unquote, best wrestler in the world. The best in the world! Shane McMahon! I I hope they don't do something like that. Nothing they did it once, I don't think they'll do it again. It was for a Saudi show, too, which they tend to just, like, try to just appease uh, the, the Saudi fans over there, and the, more so the prince, and collect their money and go. It's not, not necessarily something that they seems WWE takes legitimately uh, as far as the storylines over there. Queen of the Ring, though, you know, let's face facts, it's not going to be a Saudi event. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah, um, maybe for, an Australian event? So many reasons. Never... Definitely, Could be a but you know, I, I think it should stand alone as a pay per view, as its own pay per view. Just like how I think if they bring back the mm-hmm. King of the Ring again, I think it should be uh, a pay per view. Yeah. I, I hate when you see these tournaments play out over weeks in uh, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. It just loses yeah. its luster that way. You know, I, I miss times when you, you see them, you know, perform all one night. You see the same wrestler going through uh, different different time slots in the mat in uh, throughout the card. And perform like two, like two or three matches, and by the end, you know, both wrestlers are exhausted, but they're still giving everything they got, and it makes for great storytelling. As Putty said, I'm all about. <laughs> it was Shayna Baszler, you know, she was supposed to go into a long-term program with Becky Lynch as well after WrestleMania, 
that was upended. So giving her Queen of the Ring, if it were to happen like tomorrow, would have been a nice little band-aid of her on screen. We haven't seen her since. We haven't seen her since WrestleMania, I believe, right? Yeah, no, uh, not that. We served me uh, Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah, we right? did see her Money in the Bank. That's correct. Right. And she like, disappeared in that match. You know, but at, at the end of the day, too, this could this could also be another, uh, you know, another check in the stat box for Charlotte Flair as well. Yes, so I'm it's like, that, you know what I mean? They, how many, how many, you know, times has have we bet against Charlotte, <laughs> and Charlotte ends up when you're like, no, they're not going to do it again. And Charlotte Flair, you know, they, she always wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, I, I don't, I don't know. He's a big it's, fan of Charlotte Flair. Mark is. I, I am a huge fan of Charlotte Flair. I yeah, love Charlotte I as well. She, I think she's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it would just be like the, too obvious if she were to win the first ever Queen of the Ring. And I, I think WWE is smart enough not to go with something so obvious right away. They could tease it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said, like, how awesome would it be if Charlotte Flair versus Liv Morgan in the finals for, for so many reasons. And for looking at the upset win. Uh, that, that, that's what I see right there. I mean, personally, that, that's how I would book it personally. But I'm not a booker, so. <laughs> Finally, in other news, Mark, good news for you. Your favorite show, Total Bellas, was renewed for a sixth season. So I'm, I'm sure you and your wife are excited about that. The show current season yeah. averaged one million viewers, up nine percent from season five, uh, season four. Yeah, um, it felt different this year uh, with Artem with a with that addition there. I haven't, uh, I haven't watched it yet. I've taped it. I just haven't got a chance to watch it. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How is that dynamic without John Cena here and her new boyfriend, this guy? I mean, the this, this season before, they, they touched on Life Without John Cena. I thought it was very good. They changed production style of it. It looks cleaner, more fresh. It feels like an e-product. Okay. I was actually more compelled with uh, Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan's storyline, well, what was going on with them, I should say, because, you know, they're a married couple. Um, you know, I'm recently married. So, you know, looking at that and seeing what the troubles that they've been going through, it was very real. You know, with with uh, with those who were going through, and seeing them overcome the things that they were, that they were going through, uh, was truly something for us to watch, to, for us to pay attention to. See Nikki Bella with Artem. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not digging Artem. I'm not digging him. Maybe yeah. it's just me. Derek, you a total Bella's fan? You were your wife? No, not at all, man. <laughs> I I I'll tell you I'm I'm a Miz and Mrs. fan. Oh, great show! I think that show too. I think that show too. Great show. That that show I I like, and you know, um, uh, you know I think Maurice is amazing. <laughs> you know that's that's enough for me to watch yeah, it right, right there. But um, their chemistry know, is amazing. Bella's Be- total Bella's. I I don't watch, but I do know the story, and you know I. I I I know like what you know Daniel and Bree were going through, just like you said, and um, just being married as well. Like you understand those things that they're going through, and um, you know with with Nikki I, as well. Like I've seen, you know, I follow her on Instagram and stuff like that. So I see her post with this guy. And I'm just like, this isn't John Cena. I'm That's like, right. who is this guy? I'm like, what is this? It's just it just feels weird. It's it like just, you, something feels off about yeah, it's just and weird. It, you know. It's funny watching it. You almost feel like Kathy, the mom, and Brie Bella kind of feel the same way. Yeah. They're, they're afraid to say anything, to make Nikki blow up. I I, I don't know what it is. Um, I, you know, I hope I'm wrong. You know, good, good for Nikki. She seems happy. You know, good for her. Yeah. So, but, you know, just something feels off about that relationship. And I don't know necessarily, I don't necessarily know what it is. Mark, we have an interview this week? Yes, we do. We do. Uh, so I interviewed... Uh, she is a deathmatch uh, queen, I would say. You know, she 
she's a tough, she's a tough woman, you know, but I saw a different side of her when I did this interview. I uh, had a lot of fun with it. Guys, I interviewed Sawyer Rack, and I'm just going to let it speak for itself right here. What is up, everyone? It is me, your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwann. And today, I am joined by a very, very talented woman here. I am here with Sawyer Rack. Sawyer, welcome to A Shot of Wrestling. Hi. Thank you for having me. Now, always thank you for making time for joining us here. Uh, via Skype, I have to say, again, on lockdown. How are you holding up? I'm not going to lie. Uh, I've been better. I call this the phase of surviving, not thriving. Hmm. Uh, we're just doing doing what we can to, to get by in these moments. Yeah, well, every day it seems like it's the same. It's, it's different mentally, I feel like, and emotionally. <laughs> oh, Every day just gets a little different, just a little weirder. Every time you look on social media, and things have been better. <laughs> That's yeah, really, really words. trying to stay positive and like put a nice spin on the way that this is going. Like you know, super different. It's it's funny you say that because I, I'm known to be a pretty positive person. So when people have been checking with me, I, I'm pretty honest. Actually, I tell them like, listen. You know, I'm having good and bad days, but, you know, overall, the important thing is to try and stay positive. So, you know, we're human, you know, not, especially during like this. We're not meant to be confined to one space for, what are we, two months now, three months? Oh. <sighs> Losing track now. <laughs> it's a giant blob of time and days and hot pockets. Hot you pockets. Know? I haven't had one in a while. Uh, I went to the store and that was the only thing left in like the frozen food section. And I was like, you know, that doesn't sound like a terrible apocalypse food. Like, I bet that could last. I'm sure it uh, could. I think it was a solid investment, but there's also a reason it was left behind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's my philosophy too. When I'm going uh, grocery shopping right now, when I see like the last of something, like there's definitely a reason for that. Like, mmm, this is the only brand. Aquafina that hasn't been picked up. There's a reason. Yeah. All right. Except for toilet paper. I'm going to snatch that real fast. Ooh. Okay. This is probably not the best. Uh, I've been stealing a lot of toilet paper <gasps> from my mom's house. I know. And I haven't been telling her. That's the thing. And she's not <laughs> going to look because I'm not going to tell her when this comes out. Now, do, <laughs> does your mom have like a surplus of it? She does because she had four kids that, you know, are out of the house now. And so she still buys groceries at Sam's like she has four kids in the house. (laughs) Uh, But eventually she's going to notice how much toilet paper because I'm just like every time I go to the store, I'm like, oh, I need toilet paper. And it's like not there. I'm like, yes, I'll just go to mom's house today. The trick is save like two or three. Right. And then when she's starting to run low, hey, mom, here's some toilet paper for you. I don't want you to have to go to the store, so I just got you. Yeah. I'll bring you these. See? Oh, yeah. We're conspiring here. I don't know if this is a good thing or not. <laughs> Sorry, Jan. We're going to get right into things here. Now, you follow the news, I'm sure, in wrestling. You know, there's been quite a few WWE releases going on here. Uh, it, it seems what? like It seems like it's not ending. How do you think that's going to impact the indie wrestling world? Well... I'm really hoping that when the indie world comes back, they come out for the reunion tour. Well, for you, you would feel like it's more of an embracing moment, not necessarily like, oh my God, is my spot going to be taken moment? Yes, and I think that it's because I 
was brought into wrestling like fandom predominantly like in Florida indies. And so I look at indies as like a, an embracing, like I watched uh, Drew McIntyre come back to evolve the next day and have a like 30 minute match that tore down the building and just really have that emotional tie with the fans. And that has always been something that as a fan and got me into it, hooked me. So you were a fan at that point. You weren't necessarily uh, training to be a wrestler or wrestling at the point. No, I actually think was either a senior in college or a junior. Yeah. Uh, I made a deal with my parents that I had to get my college degree before I started training. Okay. What did you get your degree in? I have a degree in criminal justice with a minor in secondary education. Wow. So you're a badass. (laughs) You'll tear us apart and then you'll teach us what we did wrong. (laughs) Absolutely. I will give you a scaffolding method on how to get better. We go from there. (laughs) So going back to the whole being a fan and then going to the wrestling thing, would you say then your perception of wrestling has changed, of course, then when you made that switch as far as like how you watch matches today uh, in the indies or even at the professional level? Absolutely. Um, I trained with the Dudley Boys at Team 3D Academy in okay. Kissimmee, Florida. <laughs> and one of the first days I was there, Bubba brought me to the office and was talking to me about how you how you look at the business now as a wrestler. Because you are now in the business and you're no longer looking at it as a fan. So give me an example then of like when you watch a match. I mean, like describe like you know what you would see as a fan and now how would you see that differently as a pro? I would see somebody trying to get an angry reaction out of me, and I would think that that person was a bad person, because how dare you yell at me, and that's mean, and he's probably not nice, because he did that mean thing to me, and you know what, I'm going to boo him, versus, oh, that heel work, you know, he's got that reaction from the crowd, you know, you're looking at it to, to learn. This business is all about working with each other and learning from each other. So you take those moments to learn from them and learn from their techniques instead of boo, you're mean, you know? So as you know, right now, uh, you know, there's a lot of cinematic matches that are happening uh, more so than they have before in the past. What is your take on that? Do you think that's something that uh, should be explored more in the future, possibly in the indie world? I think if the moment calls for it, I think that, uh, the WWE has certain, certainly opened up that door into a whole different universe, which you knew that they would do something to make up for WrestleMania not being the same. So you knew they were going to bring something out. You just didn't know what it was. And so that was the coolest part about it is that it was this crazy new thing. So I think that it's going to be replicated. I just hope that it's replicated well. Like I, I'm rooting really hard for it. I just don't know how how it would be utilized is it something that you would personally have interest in uh, exploring absolutely if somebody has a way to do it and a great idea then let creativity ring what would be your ideal uh, version of a cinematic match for yourself oh probably in a church a church uh so my dad's a pastor <laughs> okay yes and so that's the first like oh we could have fun in a church <laughs> <laughs> There are lots of, I mean, you could try to drown someone in a baptismal, like, come on. That's pretty epic. 
like over and over. Just repent your sins, repent your sins. I don't know, some bad shit. Your dad's shaking his head for oh. sure if he's going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, uh, he doesn't follow me on Instagram, so I don't think he'll listen to this. <laughs> I don't know if there's any uh, indie promotions out there that could make that happen. I have access to a church. This church thing's going to happen. Though. We, we need to see this happen now. <laughs> um, sorry, like the biggest thing in wrestling is what we all get involved with as fans. Like, we love a good rivalry. What, what, oh, yeah. What, what do you look for as a professional in a rivalry? What are some of your favorites that you've been involved with or that you've even seen? Uh, most recently, the one that pops into my head is Charlotte Flair and Ray Ripley. I oh, think that yeah. they're – oh, my goodness. Their stuff was incredible. Their promos, the viciousness in their match. Oh, it was so great. It was so great to see. The match itself I, I thought was amazing because sometimes, you know, the rivalry itself is better than the match. Uh, we see that quite a bit, but I, I feel like in a way the match was a little bit better than the rivalry itself. Not to say the rivalry was bad, but you know I, I felt it even more so when Charlotte won the NXT title and when she cut the when she had the video package showing her how she beat the past, the present, and now she looks to beat the future. And I, I think that's great storytelling right there. Oh, I mean, next level, right? Well, what type of rivalries have you been a part of that that were your favorite? I had a fun one in the beginning with uh, one of my classmates at the dojo, uh, Kylan King. We had a lot of fun matches that actually ended with uh, no holds bar match at the end that ended with this big t- uh, choke slam onto a bench because it was on a CrossFit gym. Oh, and that's wow. been the most like committed to a storyline that I've been a part of. And she's, I mean, she's a great opponent. I love working with her, but, you know, want to slap her in the face and all that, all that stuff. <laughs> now, who's someone that you feel like that you have the best chemistry with, that you love working with? Uh, Serpentico. He's also my trainer, so, like, eh, it's not really fair. But I love working him. I've worked him on a few Mayhem shows, and um, in the ring, he is fluid and graceful and very quick and that's just a lot of fun for me to follow and like be led through that match he's just he really challenges me so it's fun what have you uh, what are some key things that you've learned from him you name it how to roll how to bump uh tuck your chin breathe out oh for the longest time i just held my breath through entire spots and then would be at the end like <laughs> because you're not you're holding your breath like what are you doing how long did you go through training before you had your first match i trained for about a year and then i got injured oh no i had a shoulder injury that took me out for a good bit and then i came back so all in all it was about a about two years until i was able to go out and have my first match Oh, wow. What was it like when you went back to training after being injured? Is it back to square one then? Oh, it feels like it. You got to build up all those calluses and your body remembers, but it's reluctant. And so those those first few days back were brutal, but I loved it because, you know, I've been chomping at the bits to get back and you finally get to go and you're just crying because you're not where you used to be but you see those goals of where you strive to be and how far you want to be past that it's fun you know great for self-improvement or whatever they say how was it though when you stepped in the ring for the first match because i remember my first time stepping foot into a ring 
in front of a live crowd. It was just surreal. Like, it, like I've been a fan all my life, and I, I was getting this giddy feeling, but of course I have to stay in character and, and not, you know, be a mark. Uh-huh. Was it kind of similar for you in a way, or...? Well, okay, so my first, like, that feeling was uh, previous to my first match because I had a run-in chokeslam moment with Serpentico at Mayhem on Mills. So at that point, I wasn't 100%, and I actually got heat for it from my mom. She was like, you can't hurt yourself. Nobody wants mom heat. That's, like, the worst heat you can get. No one wants mom heat, and I've gotten so much mom heat in the past few months because of the death match and, like, oh, she's just – I'm really trying to placate her. (laughs) trying to work her so that she's not so angry but um i had been like in recovery for a few months and i was just very down and he asked if i wanted to do a run-in spot at the end of his match and give him a choke slam and i yep and that's the first time that i met snoop strikes oh wow so it was a big night overall it was a very very big night and the whole time in the match i knew i was gonna go up and i was just like like shaking and like just jumping back and forth on my feet just like it's gonna be my turn it's gonna be my turn this is gonna be my turn and then i'm gonna do the thing yep then they're doing their match but then i'm gonna come and then i'm gonna do my thing like just absolutely giddy (laughs) oh just the giddiest no yeah i mean that's that's pretty much the same song that was going on in my head except i had to actually speak so i was like all right Okay, it's just like theater, but different. (laughs) (laughs) But a little bit different. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. Same principles, but it's like different because in a way that, well, the fans are, they can talk back to you. (laughs) Loudly. (laughs) Loudly. And uh, yeah, you know, it's not just just a stage, like you're all around, like you're surrounded in there. Love Um, it, yeah. Yeah, that was a a different feeling for me, actually. I've never experienced that before. Was that very like intrusive for you? Like, how did that... Um, or were you just so excited that it didn't, you know, the, the first, like the nerves were kicking in and it was just like, all right, cool. It's showtime. Let's do this. And I, I don't necessarily remember. I just remember like what I said and that, that was it. And next thing you know, uh, that was my first time ever. And next thing you know, it's two years later and here I am, I'm still doing this. <laughs> it all works out. Yeah. It's a way of doing that. It's, it's addicting needless to say. Oh, Absolutely. Now, you were talking about your death matches, how you have mom heat for that right now. Ah, oh, so much mom heat. Every time she looks at my scar, she's just like... <sighs> Is there any type of uh, training, per se, that you would have to do differently when you prepare for a death match? Uh, lots of childhood trauma, probably. <laughs> <laughs> really repress that shit. No, I'm just fucking... <laughs> uh, um, certainly there is... Uh, training, I will say it is not something I would suggest doing for your first match. There are so many tricks to this and when I was lucky enough to have Alex Ocean walk me and be my first death match, so you know, I'm lucky, but when he was talking to me about some of the things, and he was like, assume that you're explaining this to a kindergartner and nothing is obvious. Hmm. Down to the minute detail. And I think that's kind of the really the best thing that you can do is just talk right like hey uh, <laughs> when you come at me with the syringe how am i supposed to hold my hand so that it goes through the skin hmm? and then you talk about it it's just all about communication you make it sound so simple i still don't want to do it but <laughs> it's a scaffolding method how did you i'll get do to it the- first 
you watch me do it, then the next time we do it together, and then you do it by yourself. You say it with such it. a smile on your face, too. It, it almost seems enticing. And you know what? It really pisses mom off when I talk about it and I smile because every time I've talked about my death match or anything close to it, I just get this like giddy, gross, nobody's going to stop me on the street to tell me to smile. They'll probably come up to me and like tell me how nice I look and then try to because they think I'm inviting, you know? Right. But. Little did I know. So it really it makes mom angry. <laughs> Does your does your mom or do you, does your family generally? I, I know you're you're a family person. Have they attended your matches at all? Uh, yes. The Almost. death matches or the regular matches? <laughs> so the death match was not in front of a crowd, and they didn't know the location of it. Okay. Which, which really helped afterwards when I didn't have my phone and she was freaking out because I had that giant I had a giant gash and she couldn't get a hold of me. So it was good that they didn't know the location. Oh my god, that's really good. I, I didn't know maybe if she was like backstage or something or. No. <laughs> I actually begged them not to watch the death match, but okay. they did watch it on live stream because they're supportive parents. What made you uh, get it? Was it something that was that you always wanted to do, or was it something that you were uh, that was just like, yeah. "Hey, we have this idea"? Nah, I uh, I wanted to. Do, I've been. I talked about death matches since I walked into three D. I so that was always the goal. Not necessarily the goal, but it was definitely on the list. One of my first indie show tapes had Masada on it like OG with the dreads and so that was kind of like my introduction of like oh this shit's cool I want to do that I bleed every month what's what's a few more like what's the difference sure <laughs> cut me open that's a that's an interesting take on how to look at that <laughs> women, like yeah why wouldn't women be doing more death matches I love it I feel like it's definitely not uh, for all wrestling fans, as far as death matches, but there's definitely you can tell like there's a hardcore audience for it though. Absolutely. You know, it, it's not anything that we're going to see in WWE or AEW. It's it's a whole other element, and I think that's the that's the attraction too. Is something that we don't necessarily see all the time. Uh, it's something exclusive to the Indies. Do you think there will be a time where we see a death match, possibly on AEW or on like you know a major network? Absolutely. With John Moxley. I feel like we kind of saw it in a way. We were, we're, we're close to it when we saw uh, Moxley versus Omega. We've seen a lot of blood. <laughs> I don't know that that's yeah. too far out of the realm. Necessarily. No, it, more than what we're used to in that mainstream level. I mean, again, you know, regular death matches, that's, that was like nothing. That was like a minor cut. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for, uh, for a mainstream level, that was pretty heavy. Yeah. AEW is really great about listening you know, nose to the ground type work. Yeah. I feel like if they hear that there's a need for it or there's even a desire, that it would be a conversation that they'd have. I want to see here, switching gears real fast. I'm sure you have a lot of colleagues or you've seen some people that, you know, have gotten bigger opportunities or get signed or whatever. Um, you know, how how does that affect you as a performer or on a personal level when you see that? Personally, I think that if you're not happy for your friends getting opportunities, you're weird as shit and need to go to therapy. I 100% agree with that. I am excited for every woman and friend that I have who gets these opportunities because that's the business that we're in. We should be excited for our friends. No, that's an absolute positive way to think about it. You know, I mean, I, I myself work as an actor. You know, I've seen some, like, you know, my, my friends and the people I've worked with you know, go on and uh, get to do a Marvel show, uh, Marvel movie 
and you know it, it's it's exciting to see it you know i get happy for it. i get happy for anyone i get signed but you know in the artist world and the wrestling world i, I kind of view them the same because it's it's art um it's performing yeah. you know there is you know that that negative stigma there there is you know some people that like you know get jealous of things like that and uh it can affect them uh and sure. how they perform i think it's important uh to be self-aware so maybe even though you have those thoughts uh first off it's not necessarily what you believe so if you catch yourself being jealous of somebody and maybe self self-hate talk right i like i look at it as like the the evil witch type <laughs> hunched over you're like oh they got that and then and then i, I should but like it's okay to have that moment and then reflect and be like wait just because they got an opportunity doesn't mean I didn't get an opportunity. Right. We are excited for our friends. We are excited for people we support like that. Oh, of course. That is, and so even if you catch yourself, you one has to think of it from a professional standpoint, you know, now that's another spot open. I don't really see a lot of, I mean, you see it and it's easy to fall into negativity, but it's in, it's if you're looking for it. Right. So it's also easy to find a lot of positive. And gosh, I want to punch myself in the face for how just like throw pillow that was. Like, <laughs> like sew it up. Um, I think that I, I, okay, I came from volleyball. Okay. I came from competitive volleyball and I had to deal with very, not that my family was never rich and <gasps> I was always on scholarships. Sorry, that was my dog. Uh, but that kind of uh, community is very wealthy and it's very biting. And so I just kind of learned to, to not be swept into the competitive biting aspect of it. Cause it really ruined the sport of volleyball for me. So, oh, no. I mean, it gets to a point, especially as like a high school student and I played since fourth grade. So by 12th grade, I was so over women. I was so over being around girls and being around cattiness and being around the competitive nature. I just thought women were the absolute shits, right? Right. Uh, somebody is going to scream or like soundbite that. And like Sawyer says, that women are shit. Um, <laughs> but later, as I've evolved and grown, I don't know if you can say that. I'm certainly not going to say matured. <laughs> But it has uh, changed my way of viewing other women. So I don't think those shits. Surprise. Uh, um, I think that a lot of what I hated was the societal patriarchy pressure put on women. And I thought that playing into that, you get swept in. And I got swept into that. And so stepping back and seeing like why women do that and why they're competitive and why we're so angry with each other and then kind of being aware of those things and realizing that they're not necessarily valid. I'm not going to just look at another girl and be like, mm, you're talented. I don't like that shit. <laughs> Do you see that in the wrestling world too? In the wrestling locker room? I try not to. Okay. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I mean, yeah, it, so you, it sounds like you, you've learned quite a bit from your, from your background in volleyball. And I'm sure athletically that's, that's helped you in the ring as well. But I think more, more importantly, what you saw in the locker room, uh, what you learned from there, you're bringing to the wrestling world. And from what I can perceive from our conversation right now is that, you know, you, you try to stay positive as much as possible and, and not feed into the bullshit that goes around it. 
Yeah, man. I mean, what's the alternative to trying to be positive? You just, you'd be sad. You'd be negative. I'm sad enough without trying to be sad, you know? (laughs) Just look at the news. You can just turn that on. You'll you'll be sad right there instantaneously. (laughs) No one wants to do that. No one wants to do that. You know? It's crazy. It's funny to see like someone like so so positive and, and happy uh, to be so hardcore. Like I, I feel like in the streets, if someone were to pass by you and have a conversation, they would never know. They would never know that I put syringes through people's hands and enjoy bleeding through other orifices than what we're supposed to. Right. Right. Yeah, I think that they would see that from my smile. But I think. But that... I also don't really smile in public, so I don't know. <laughs> I walk really quickly in public too. This is a bad habit, so people don't really like. Like, oh, maybe I should get out of the way. She knocks me over. No, but I respect everything that you do. I personally cannot wait oh. for things to go back to normal. I uh, would personally love to see death matches that you're going to go play, take place in the next. Do you have any matches that are supposed to line up for when this is uh, all over? Or it's also in the air. Oh, I have I have watched my dates pass by and crumble with my dreams and really just this vast open void of possibility, right? Thanks for that reminder. It was great. No, I'm sorry. Don't hurt me. <laughs> I was doing so well. This has been great. I'm going to go be miserable and be sad. No, I think exact- <laughs> I'm hoping that we'll be getting out this soon like, and that we can have wrestling uh, back to normal, whether it's you know from empty audiences or, or what have you or different venues. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe but a church. Maybe. I was going to say Maybe a church. I'll talk to Dad. <laughs> you have the hookup for the venue. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> but, sorry, Rec. Thank you again for joining us. Are uh, you going to stick around for last call? Oh, I would not miss last call. Hell yeah. All right, guys. In the meantime, back to the studio. This is Sawyer Rec. Thank you for listening, but we are not done yet. Stay tuned until the end of this episode for last call. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. So, who would think, you know, someone that's like so into death matches, someone that's so positive and yeah. full of energy? Uh, I had a lot of fun, like I said, with that interview, as you can tell. So, uh, thank you, Sawyer Rec, for joining us. And be sure to stay tuned to the end of this for Last Call. Great job, Mark. Thank you, my friend. All right. A lot of stuff happened on TV this week. It was a pretty good week of TV. Uh, Mark, take it away. Yeah, so, I don't know, buddy. I mean, I feel like there was some stuff that was good. There was, like, I feel like it was overall a mediocre week in wrestling. But, you know, the one thing that stood out for me the most, I have to say, was Friday Night SmackDown, was AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, that match, I, people call it a classic. It's definitely lived up to that name. Uh, the chemistry that they had in that ring. It was awesome. And, you know, I feel like it solidified what we talked about over and over again with about the Intercontinental Championship being like the the working, uh, the workhorse championship. And these two guys, definitely workhorses, phenomenal athletes in that ring. And, uh, you know, I, you know, there were rumors that Daniel Bryan was going to win and we saw AJ Styles was going to win. And obviously AJ Styles won. Uh, either way, it was a toss up. Uh, both men deserved the right to be Intercontinental Champion. Yep. But, uh, you know, we got a great show there. Good pick. Did you watch Impact this week? I did watch it. Oh, yeah, two weeks yes. in a row. Wow. Okay. Very proud of you. Three weeks, I think, right? I'm losing track. Two weeks. <laughs> Derek, what do you think of this week in TV? 
Oh, this week in TV. I mean, there was a there was a lot of great stuff that took place on TV. I mean, for me, um, you know, Io Shirai just winning that NXT Women's title. Um, you know, I understand we got a lot of moving pieces here. You know, you're giving her her option. And, you know, at the same time, we didn't make Charlotte look weak. Yeah. We move her to Becky Lynch's spot. You know, it's just a whole bunch of moving pieces here. Uh, I feel bad for Rhea Ripley. You know, she's still on the uh, kind of like the losing end of all these things that's going on, But even though she's putting on, you know, a lot of good matches. But for me, I'm going to be honest, man. I was very I was very entertained by the things happening outside of the ring. Randy Orton beefing with the NXT guys. Uh, to, to Maso Ciampa. Things like that is what, what what I was attracted to, man. You know, being home, all you can do is be on social media. So oh, okay. things like things, things like that I've been I've been in love with. But you know, on TV and we mean entertainment outside of TV as well. So a lot of good things happened this week. I was gonna talk about maybe Christian, I was gonna talk about uh something else on impact. A lot of my list kinda of got blown away by Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. The bell rang at eight forty one. The bell closed at 9.19. That's what, 38 minutes on a two-hour show. These guys went. It was one of the best matches I've seen. If we're going to do our mid-year awards, that's going to be definitely a match of the year contender. Uh, just, It was phenomenal. It was fantastic. Like you said, the chemistry was great. It was with four commercial breaks. It was just great. Good job. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it, it was hard to I mean, this past week overall, I mean, like – Going into it, I was going to say uh, Deanna Perozo's uh, debut in Impact yeah. was going to be my moment of uh, my take that moment of the week. But you know, th- this match Dana Bryan H does. I mean, how can it not be the moment? Because it, that that was just insane. I, I, I agree, buddy. This probably is the match of the year so far right now. I haven't seen any other match that really top this one. Mark, you ready for this? I'm so even though you wanted to watch Impact to shit on it, you, you get watch you're watching it again. I appreciate that. I watched AEW this week for you. Okay. Not a best week to watch. No, it wasn't. Okay. No, it wasn't. It was just, like I said, it was just another, another wrestling show. Nothing stood out yeah. as memorable. It was a, just another wrestling show. But that you're watching Impact for me, I'm going to start watching AEW for you. Oh, thank you, my friend. No, no thank you. Thank you. Yeah, stay tuned to the next. Oh, what do you think of Chris Jericho's commentary? Oops. Jericho's commentary is gold. AEW, WWE, whenever you got a chance to be on the mic, he's, uh, he's money. Oh, dude, I, I think he steals it. Yeah. I think he steals the show there in commentary. Quick question before uh, we that- leave. Uh, Rey Mysterio has been invited to Raw next week by Seth Rollins and his son. Is it too obvious that his son Dominic turns on him and joins with Seth Rollins? Because if you think about it, in the WWE Universe, air quotes, Rey Mysterio isn't his dad. It's, it's Eddie Guerrero. So there's a storyline written right there. Like, you're not really my dad. Eddie Guerrero is. Is it too soon or too obvious? Or am I just more my fancy booking here? No, I I think it's I I like it, man. I like where you're going here, and I think it, I think it's a good direction. And um, you know, for Dominic, I think this this helps him out. You know yeah. what I mean? And you know, of course, as you know, dad, and it's it's ironic. I'm in my six one nine Rey Mysterio gold shirt. There you are, you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. So, um, and you know, being a father, just like Rey Mysterio is, you know, what's better than you know giving your son that spotlight? Yeah, I we're giving him the rub and, you know, pushing off him. I, I think it'll be great. I, I like it, man. Thank you. Will WWE go there? I, mean, I, have, I haven't really seen them mention Eddie Guerrero in a storyline since the passing. But it's right there. So, it's right, like you said, Liv Morgan being the queen. Dominic isn't is Eddie Guerrero's son. You never played off of that afterwards. It's right yeah. in the palm of your hands. 
Just we know it, man. We know it. I know Paul, can they, Paul, can Paul, Paul Heyman would do it. I mean, Paul Heyman do, would do, do they, it. Uh, do they have rights still to Eddie Guerrero's name? Like, if, if it's possible, if they do it, I mean, I'll, I'll, be, I'll pop for sure. But like I just said it out loud. I, I heard myself say it out loud. It would be a Paul Heyman thing. Now he's not in charge anymore. I don't see him doing it. But. <laughs> you, know, you know what else they could go with? It, it could be a um, more of as, you know, Ray has decided to, you know, head towards greener pastures and it's like hey you're you're quitting you're giving up and you know look at seth rollins he's 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 that mm-hmm. mentor he's showing yeah. the way he's guiding us he's guiding austin theory these young guys and he's showing them what they could do like and too. you're just quitting you're giving up on wrestling <laughs> that's awesome can't wait we'll find think, out monday i think regardless yeah i think dom does turn on ray mysterio i think that's going to happen it's a matter of the reason why and when that's that's to be determined so, uh, Derek, you mentioned it in your takedown about your favorite moment of NXT TakeOver. Mark, did you watch TakeOver? I did. I did watch TakeOver. What was your take? Uh, you know what? There, there, people like to say it was a great show. And there was a lot of great nostalgic moments for In Your House. Uh, I, I, lo- I loved uh, the whole setup. Yeah. I love uh, – I'm blanking on his name. Oh, Todd Pettengill. Top angle. Thank you. I, I don't know why. Too many shock tops. Yeah. I, I love seeing that. I, I love seeing the throwback to Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Road Dog on the computer. Um, yeah. Some great moments in there. But, but you know, like, feel butt coming. But people talk about like the match card itself. So you know, you, you see uh, people talk about Valentine Dream and Adam Cole being uh, being a classic match. That's the one match okay. I missed. I, I missed that match. It was okay, in my opinion. Uh, there were some hooky spots in there. You know, people also talk about uh, about Karrion Cross and Ciampa. That's the prize. That was well done. Yeah. You know, Cross did a phenomenal job as always. And I talk about it uh, actually on Instagram Live. We might be painted Karrion Cross uh, before this show. And everyone wants to follow Shot of Wrestling on t- Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Follow us, Shot of Wrestling, all across the board. And uh, you can hear my thoughts in there about Karrion Cross. But the thing that stole the show for me was the main event. Was the women's match? Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, Yoshirai. Those women, they 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 crushed it, man. They yep. had great chemistry all across. The whole story, uh, great spots in there, great chemistry, and then uh, you know a great way to finish. I mean, like I did not expect Shirai to come out there being the winner at all. You knew that. I thought it was going to be Rhea Ripley. I was ready to put my. I really enjoyed the Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano match. I was ready to talk about that, and then I saw that main event. Again, blown out of the water. Fantastic match with all three ladies. Uh, how can you not pick that? It was it was phenomenal. No, absolutely. And in the way the finish happened to didn't make anyone look weak. Yeah, so Derek you know, yeah, mentioned that. It, it, it put everyone over in a, in a great light. Uh, standing ovation to all three women. I think they all crushed. I didn't really know much about Io Shirai, Io Shirai, uh, and they did that video package for her on NXT, and I'm like, oh shit, wow, she is something to, uh, to take note of. So good for her. Congratulations, well deserved. No, absolutely, and I, I and I think they had to do this too. Uh, considering uh, Becky Lynch is no longer in WWE, uh, going to uh, be a mom. Yeah. And so you have Charlotte Flair, you know, obviously being the workhorse, she can't be all three brands. She's going to get hurt. You know, so she has to drop the belt. She needs to come back. She needs to come back to Raw. I would go do what she has to do on SmackDown every now and then. She needs to be the face of the company, and they're wasting it on, uh, on her being an NXT champion. So they, she had to drop it. Well said. Anything you want to add for NXT TakeOver, Derek, before we go home? No, NXT was um, TakeOver. It was amazing. I love the whole concept of, you know, in your house, yeah. especially at, you know, this time. You know, we're all in the house, yeah. <laughs> you know. 
So I think it was a it was a great concept, and um, I think you know all the matches are great. I loved uh, you know Velveteen and you know Adam Cole. Um, you like that match? I I liked it. The thing I I hate, and I hate this about all Adam Cole matches, is that Undisputed Era always has to get involved mm-hmm. for every single match. <laughs> That's the one thing I hate about it all the time. I think they could have did a great match. Adam Cole is good enough and believable enough that we know that he could beat Velveteen Dream without any help. We know that already. But I, I, it's like all the time. They just come out at the worst spots and they just do the weirdest things. And it's just that part I hate it. But as far as the match, um, you know, I think it, I think it was, um, I think it was pretty good. I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm assuming it was pre-taped. Like it was definitely all, pre-taped. Yeah, all the other special matches. So. I'll tell you, you know, you know what, what took me out of it, though, was the whole Uber driver thing. That was, yeah. I felt like that was so unnecessary. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like there could have been a better way for doing it. You know, if, if Undisputed Era came up like that, it's like, it would order Uber, it came out and beat the Shems. All right, cool. Yeah. It's just a random thing. Uber here. I thought that was un, unnecessary. i tell you what, I did pop for I'm a big Walking Dead fan. And it was cool yeah. to see Velveteen oh, yeah, Dream yeah, come yeah. out as Negan. I thought that was really cool. For sure. Yeah, no, that, that was dope. I thought that was awesome. Velveteen Dream is... He's always um he he's great with things like that and he's um he has such a he's so in tune with when creative with things like that even you see all with the uh you know the Hollywood Hogan the call me up Vince like he always does creative things and I, and I love that about him he, and, he's um, a man who knows his history in wrestling and he yeah and he plays into it so well like I I, I love what he does with his creativity with his character so that's funny because he doesn't know anything about his history when he was on uh, Tough Enough that was one of the critiques he didn't know his history of wrestling. So it's good to see, yeah. it's good to see that he actually, if it's true, he went back and actually learned something. Yeah, no, he, he I think he was great. I think uh, Takeover was, um, you know, amazing though. But I think, um, you know, I'm going to call him Killer Cross because I still can't get used to this new name. That, yeah, I, I yeah, struggle with it too. It's, <laughs> kill, it's Killer Cross. Yeah, you know, for, uh, for Killer Killer Cross, that that was a surprise. I, I, I'll be quite honest. Like, I, you know, I really that that's a good rub for him and for him yeah, I'm to, that too. you know, be. You know, Champa is like, yeah, this is Daddy's home. Yeah, he beat Champa. This is this is Champa's, you know, ring. You know what I mean? So for him to beat him, and then for him, and then even more surprising is like, you know, he sent the message, you know, to Adam Cole as well. I was like, that where was did cool. that come from? I wasn't expecting that, that either. So I think well it's a good push for him, and you know, I think you know if they're setting up for him and Adam Cole, like, hey, I'm all for that, man. Hey, do, you, do you guys think if? If Cross beats Adam Cole for the NXT Championship, do you guys think it's too soon for Cross to win it? I think so. Uh, I mean, I think so, but I mean, this is WWE. Anything yeah, happens for sure. WWE. I, see, I, I don't think so. I, I lost know, I, all expectations with WWE. <laughs> I, 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 I think <laughs> Cross, honestly, I mean, he's someone that's well known outside of uh, WWE. Sure. We all know who he is. Uh, he's definitely solidified himself as a character, as as a presence. As a as a main player there in that roster, and NXT is viewed still as a developmental product in in WWE. Adam Cole, when he loses, he's obviously going to get called up to the main roster. That's a fact. That's happening. Yeah. Cross, he's someone that I think by the end of this year could be called up as well. So for him to win an NXT uh, championship, I think does make sense. Usually, I'm very critical about people winning championships so fast. If I if Cross were to win the World Heavyweight Championship uh, on on Raw or SmackDown, I would critique that. But NXT level, I'm more than okay with it. So now that uh, Velveteen Dream can't challenge for the NXT t- title, what's going to happen first? Does he get called up, 
or does Adam Cole lose the title first? Adam Cole loses first. Do you think Velveteen still has some time left in NXT? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he, he still has some time, and still has a couple of rivalries we could do there. You know, we could see him and Finn Balor. I would like that. You know, yeah, that would be dope. That would be. I think that would be awesome. There, there's a lot of things that still could happen, and I don't know. It's like calling him up. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think right now is the the proper investment to call him up with the way things are going. Yeah. Wait till crowds come back. You no, know, I think you wait till things get back a little bit back to normal until you do something like that with him. And Derek, don't and, feel bad. Know, uh, I'm a Mets fan. Yeah. I still call City Field Chase Stadium all the time. So I'm the same boat. I still call him Killer Cross. I have a hard time changing names, so it's going to be Killer Cross for a while until I get used to Carrion. What kind of name is no, Carrion? Carrion, I don't even know what that is. Exactly. Killer Cross. Is, <laughs> I love Killer, Killer Cross. I know, I, I know Killer Cross. Cool Killer too. Cross is amazing. Hey, and by the way, did, you, did anyone else notice this shot? I'm all, I'm all big into like shots. It's a Hollywood in me. When Cross beat Ciampa, did anyone catch the end of that? The way how Karen Cross and Scarlett were just looking down on Ciampa? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's foreshadowing right there. That, that's how I know Cross can be the next guy winning that championship. That's how I know, like you know, you see the new looking down in the past, the new looking down on the face, the heart, and the soul of NXT right there. This guy is the next guy. He's going to be the main event player in NXT right now for the next year. And I, without a shadow of a doubt, before December, maybe even beginning of January, you're going to see Cross on the main roster. On that note, oh. let's get into some go home thoughts. Derek, open up to you. It's our guest. Okay, go go home thoughts. Let's see. Did you have fun? Did you have this a good time? Tough here? one. Yeah, I had a great time. Of course, man. Working people. You know, it's been a, it's been a while. We, me, and you haven't talked for a while. You know, we talked, you know, through messages yeah. and you know, Instagram and stuff like that. But um, you know, I think this was great. I enjoyed it a lot. You know what I mean? You did a good job. Even though. You know, I was your second pick. I'm never going to let you live that down. You know that. Right? I messaged Wrestling IQ 101 as a whole. Whoever, came, whoever shot back to me first, I'll take. Wow. Mark, don't let me tell you this. Tell you about this, man. I was your second pick. But, you no, know, I'm, text, I'm I, I, can, I can show you the messages. I said, whoever guys, a, whoever's free. I'm accepted. Respect for calling him out. I would have done the same thing. I will show you those messages, Mark. I said, whoever's free, Friday night, let me know. Hit me up. Okay, so I never picked you, uh, him over you. You see, and what 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 we said? We said at Boardwalk Beatdown, we said it was going to be me and you. We were going to branch off, and we were going to show right. Green Green Man and Andrew. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, we could do a better show than they could do, and I think tonight we proved it. I think man. we proved it. it came I to fruition. It. I'm here too, you know. Yeah. Anyway. No. Hey, man, Michael and Pippin, they both yeah. needed Dennis Rodman, so <laughs> we right. need you too, Mark. All right. No, I'm <laughs> Jordan, man. Well, okay. Well put. Where can people find you on social medias? Shout out to Wrestling IQ 101. Where, where can they find you guys? Yeah, no. Uh, me personally, at Derek, D-E-R-R-I-C-K-T, Gamble. Gamble, just like, you know, casinos, gambling. Uh, that's on Instagram, Twitter. Um, for, you know, the podcast, me and my partner, Andrew Pace. Um, Wrestling IQ 101. It's across all platforms, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, you can find us on iTunes at Wrestling IQ 101. You can find us uh, on YouTube at Wrestling IQ 101. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of great interviews that we do with a lot of great guys. You guys do great um, job. Yeah. Yeah, definitely check us out. You know, right now, you know, we're on a pause, you know, kind of because of quarantine, but we got a lot of um, classics that we're re- releasing right now, you know, Smart. that a lot of guys. 
didn't even know people who we interviewed. Um, so definitely, I said, hey, check us out. And uh, once we get it rolling again, um, you know, we'll keep giving you that great action. Every Wednesday we get we drop new episodes for sure. So definitely be on the lookout. Awesome. Oh, Mark, you're still here. Mark, any go-home thoughts? <laughs> I do. I do. I am still here. I'm never leaving. Um, so Jedi Jack Yeti, they have a new design that came out. It's a pretty cool Shawn Michaels uh, logo. Uh, Putty, I think you're going to like this, too. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I saw it. It was amazing. Right? Beautiful. Oh, my God. It's so money. Uh, so, guys, the promo code is still continued. SOW25 for any purchases of $10 more. You get 25% off. That's Jedi Jack Yeti. It's on their Instagram. You can check that out. Also, it's all some upcoming shows coming. Indie wrestling's coming back, guys. Really? Woo! Yeah. Okay. So, June 20th, uh, you have Titan Championship Wrestling. They have a driving brawl. Featuring my man, Rick Recon, the cyborg assassin, facing the Spartan Pitbull himself, Nikos Rikos. And yes, I do have a good authority that Vicious Vicky is going to be there as well. Dynamite match right there. Hey, guys, be sure also. Yeah, buddy, you going to say something? Who you root for? I mean, I know your heart is a flutter with Vicious Vicky. You know, you... Uh... I know you're trying to do here. You're, you're, you're trying right. to create some noise. It's not happening, buddy. I'm sidestepping that. I'm dodging. I'm juking. I'm jiving. I'm moving along. So we have so you're not BCW answering the question like a, call. like a politician. That's exactly what okay, I am. Mr. President. BCW Curtain Call. Guys, be sure to stay tuned for that every Tuesday with Jimmy J. Always crushing it. And then you have Wrestling Talk, written by Eric Jaden himself, the sexy assassin. He hits it up on Rockaway Times every Thursday. Uh, you can check that out on newsstands everywhere. And, of course, Outlaw Thursday, sponsored by Shot of Wrestling as well. Oh, and I almost forgot. ICW No Holds Barred, that's going to be returning as well June 27th and July 4th, also sponsored by yours truly, Shot of Wrestling. And then next week on episode 214, we do have a great interview coming out by the green man who makes his return with – the buzz killer, Pat Buck. Really? Oh, you could also, if you want to go check me out, yourfavoriteactor.com. All my social media links are on there. Moving along to MJP. Well, guys, I think we did a great show. Derek, again, thank you for being here. Fantastic job. You outshone Mark. Show him how pod- podcasts are done. Fantastic <laughs> job. You need to have it back more often. So for everybody yep. involved, thank you to Sawyer Rec for your time tonight. Great interview. Check it out. I've been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, Putty, yep. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last Last call call at at the the bar. bar. Oh. All right, guys. Thank you for staying tuned for last call. I am here with Sawyer Rec. You ready? Are you ready for this? So ready. So this is. uh, I don't don't know if you're ready. I don't know if anyone's ever really ready for last call, but we're going to go anyway. uh, The lights are going down or coming up. That's last call. I drink. I know. Uh, (laughs) Lights are coming up. Lights may be going down for some people. <laughs> some people, last call, it comes before the, the lights come up. So Exactly. All right, so getting started here. What is your biggest pet peeve? When people interrupt me, which I do it a lot, so it's like a self-loathing and noticing other people do it and like, oh, I can't make myself stop hating every second of it. Who is your dream opponent? Dream opponent. Yeah. All right, I really would like to have a match with uh, Maxine Paler. All right. She is, oh, yeah, that's it. Out of quarantine, that's the match that I'm uh, striving for for somebody to book. Now, what's your favorite snack? Reese's. Pumpkin-shaped Reese's. Okay. What's the difference between the pumpkin and, the, uh, say, for example, the regular? 
The chocolate to peanut butter ratio is just like slightly different. You mm. also see it in the in the Christmas trees. You know, it's the seasons. It's just like a little happiness. I feel you. I feel now. I want Reese's. Which fictional yeah. character would you want to wrestle? Oh fuck, Harry Potter! Just get him to s- <laughs> shut up. Oh, <laughs> he needs to be punched in the face repeatedly by a woman. The way that he just like stomps over Hermione and gets all of the credit and worship because he's a white man and basic as hell. It's just very irritating. Mm, yeah. Sign me up. I want to I want to referee that match. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Uh, uh, it doesn't really fit with the light tubes. Uh, I'm going to say West Side Story. Definitely doesn't fit with the light tubes. <laughs> I know. Oh, it was so much worse because my first thought was Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> so, so I don't know. are we talking about the uh the classic version right the uh the original absolutely okay. any version all right showing different side here blunt. really letting the the people know who i am and that's what we're here for that's exactly what last call is all about yeah man what? lights going down <laughs> it's going down for sure <laughs> now what's your biggest regret probably listening to the patriarchy for so long about my height okay so as six two six three to five depending on what promoter you're listening to (laughs) um listen if guys who are 511 are getting booked or billed as six four i don't want to hear anybody complain about hearing me build at something besides six two after this all right right, thanks hey listen that was a side some people think think the build height is real height so (laughs) it's fine just chill but that was a really big struggle growing up because I hit six foot in middle school. So that kind of like being told to be smaller or kind of like implied that you have to be shorter than your partner, don't wear heels, like those kind of things. I wish that I would have said fuck off earlier. Mm. You know, a thing that could be considered a flaw, which is really your strength actually in a way if you think about it. You know, people are going to attack right away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now <laughs> – you know those mixed match challenges that we've seen on TV before. Who would be your mixed match partner if you had to go for one of those? That's a very good question. You're really on point with these. Thank you. Brain busters. God damn it. Um, what's Gable's name right now? Oh, Shorty G. That too. Huh? Shorty G. That would be, that'd be perfect. Shorty G. There it is. Shorty G. Bless his heart. He's such a good wrestler. He is a good wrestler, which is funny. Um, what do you look for in a relationship? I have only had one. Wow. That, yeah, so I've been focused on some other stuff. But from that one, I am going to pull the biggest factor is my mom has to like you off the bat. I got to pass the mom test. That's a hard one for a lot of people. That's a hard one. And my mom is really nice. So when she doesn't like someone and she like kind of lets me know about it, uh, and I'm not proud of this, I'll, uh, I'll guilt her a little bit like, mom, but you're being so judgmental. <laughs> like, and I, I feel like I shouldn't do that ever, ever. You know, it's funny. I learned my lessons. My mom behind, mom behind the girl's back actually would give the thumbs up or thumbs down to me. <laughs> kind of gladiator <laughs> style. No That's joke. My mom would always solid do that. communication. <laughs> All right. So other than wrestling, 
What is the biggest thing that you're missing right now while in lockdown? My family. I have family out of state, up in New York and in Charlotte. My nephew and niece, and my newest niece, who is only two months old, and I haven't met yet. Oh no! That's been very difficult. Yeah, I mean, there's some things that like cannot be replaced right now, and the family is the biggest thing. I think we're all learning right now just like how much family truly means to us, uh, because you know, there's no replacing necessarily just being there physically. You know, like you can Skype and Zoom all you want, but it's going to sound really cheesy. You just want to hug. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just freaking Olaf. I already said the Pride and Prejudice thing. Like, they all know I'm gushy. And just you crave that kind of stuff. Gossip. Uh, watch some stupid shit. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Punk mom and dad for how they raised us and all the trauma. Like, it's just fun. Exactly. Oh, man. Now you have me missing uh, that, too. <laughs> I know. The, like, positives that have come out of the missing part, though, is my grandma, who's uh, in a home right now and has alzheimer's so oh, wow. not seeing her has been really this is very deep for a podcast <laughs> hey <laughs> we go light we go deep call. this yeah this is deep for last call how many have we had right now <laughs> lights are dim <laughs> but the nurses and earth nurses people who work at her home set up a little parade for the families to do and they like brought the residents outside in this little roundabout gimmick mm -hmm. and they played songs and we made signs for them and we drove past them and waved them at her and she was all waving and happy and stuff it was real sweet oh that's not, amazing not, not salty at all it oh. was great that was super yeah the whole time <laughs> oh that, that's very touching yeah, right so there. people are cool sometimes you know no, well, we're seeing people's true colors during this, I think. And But, you know, for every negative press that we see, there's a lot of good people out there obviously doing great things, as you just told us. But, Sawyer, thank you so much for joining us today for Last Call thank for a Shot of Wrestling. Uh, where can we find you on social media? At Sawyer Rec on Instagram or Twitter. Not my Facebook. That's my real name. And I have my mom on there. It's weird. <laughs> no Facebook for Sawyer Rec. Thank you again, Sawyer. And guys, tune in next Thanks week for so another episode of Shot of Wrestling. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>